1: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right. Okay. First ever time
2: recording something here. The idea of doing a podcast is something that I have sort of avoided or not given much thought to for a really long time. And I think a lot of it is because I want to make sure that everything that I do, especially on the content side, is coming from a place of good intention and not doing it for the right reasons around like the vanity or anything like that. But actually, in the last week, I have gotten really obsessed with audio as a format of storytelling actually because of Clubhouse. Yes, that app that you're probably seeing a lot more of on social media. But I think that Another thing that prompted me to want to do this is I've found myself in a pretty rough depressive episode. I do have major depressive disorder on paper, and I'm very high-functioning as a depressed person, but I think a lot of people, because of my social media and the work that I'm in and perhaps the charisma I carry myself with, I come off as this extroverted person, but the people who really know me know that I'm much more of an introvert, that I actually have a lot more anxiety of having one-on-one conversations or conversations with a small group of people than I do getting on stages and talking to hundreds or thousands of people. And I think in this depressive episode, one of the things that I kept thinking about was everything I knew my therapists or my past coaches would say. When I'm feeling down or I don't really know what I'm feeling in the first place because I've gotten to a place of feeling emotionally numb, what they tell me is to journal, like go write out my feelings paint, um, crochet, do these creative outlets that do really make me happy. Um, and because I am truly a recovering, unhealthy workaholic, um, I think a core part of what I'm supposed to do is not really lose myself in work. But I don't know about y'all, but when I am feeling down, the last thing I want to do is journal and process and think about it all. And I think that usually I'm able to distract myself with doing things like going for a run or trying to go see friends, but all of that is gone now during quarantine. And so anyways, here I am not in the best place in terms of mood, not feeling like I want to go hang around a lot of people, both for social distancing and introverted reasons. And I just felt like at the same time having this sense of like loneliness, right? Like just not knowing where to put a lot of this emotion and honestly not even knowing what I'm feeling right now. Anyway, so here I am, and I know that this is not the happiest place to start a podcast in general, but I just felt like sharing or just processing out loud, and I talk to myself anyways, and even if no one listens to this, I think, I don't know, I think that it will, it will mean something to my own heart. And yeah, so that's what this is. So a few days ago, my boyfriend asked me how I was doing, And out of the blue, I feel like I just felt this wave of depression come over me. And the first words without really thinking about it were, oh, I feel dead inside, like I feel nothing. And it's not that I really have no emotions. I'm actually a very emotional person. I think it's more that I have so many emotions and my anxiety is on high at the same time. And I'm stressed about, you know, school starting in a week, which is something I kind of forgot to think about over the holidays. And at the same time, I'm feeling sad because I miss my family and I moved to New York City and I'm so excited for it. But I also miss living with Nick, my co-founder and best friend, right? So I think it's not that I'm feeling nothing, but it's almost like I feel all of these different emotions at once to such an extreme that it sort of cancels out and I'm left feeling like blech. That's really how I can describe it. And that's why for me, I don't even equate depression as like meaning that I feel sad because I don't actually feel sad. It's more that I just feel kind of blank sometimes. And I know that I have developed these coping mechanisms, which is why I feel like I don't worry about my own safety, and that wasn't always the case, but I do feel like, I don't know, I do feel like in this world where we are so hyper-connected on social media, but then at the same time, do we really know each other because it's all... A curated personal brand. Like, I hope that I am authentic and I try to be as unfiltered as I possibly can on social media from showing my period blood to, you know, talking about things that uh, I don't know if everyone would feel comfortable talking about. But at the same time, I do recognize that I'm still curating and spending hours a week going through which photo I want to post and turning up the vibrance or saturation on it. And even though I have this sort of pride about feeling comfortable in my skin and not wearing makeup, it's because I spend so much time every week and resources in taking care of my skin, right? So anyways, I think that it's kind of this paradox that exists in my life of always feeling like I'm craving that authenticity and I'm pushing myself to be authentic in every way that I can, but also realizing that I'm doing so on platforms where authenticity becomes curated, right? Um, And I think that, I don't even know where I'm going with this. See, this again is like my ADHD. So welcome to this podcast where we talk about everything and nothing potentially. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think that for me, depression is just this sort of like, you know, just feeling blank. And I have these moments even during depressive episodes, which my therapists have always told me last maybe like two weeks sometimes, where I will feel super excited about something. But then all of a sudden, like a light switch, it just turns off and I feel the same way where I just, I I literally catch myself staring out into the distance and getting like zoned out just forgetting what I was thinking. Sometimes when I'm in conversation, actually, especially with people who are really close to me, and this is actually really sad because it um, it definitely affected my home life when I was in high school and really in a depressed place too, is like I'll be in these conversations that I don't think are high press- pressured, right? Like when I'm not in school, I'm not in an interview, I'm not in a work meeting, I'm not speaking, though when I'm like alone with the people that I know and love and trust, I have these moments where I'll just zone out and I'll realize that I'm talking but I don't actually remember what we were talking about or I'll catch myself like suddenly crying in that conversation and sort of like in a fight but then I'll snap out of it and I'm I'm not really sure what we were talking about in the first place. I don't really know how we got there to the conversation. And it's so challenging and like I think that I've carried a lot of guilt Within myself of feeling like, why am I like this? Like, why don't I have more control over my emotions? Like, why can't I understand what I'm feeling? How am I feeling everything and nothing at the same time? Um, and and you know, people always ask me like, how are you able to do everything you do when you have this depression? And for me, it's it's yes that I am very high functioning um, as like a depressed person, but also at the same time for me, work is an outlet, right? When I don't really know what I'm feeling and I don't know what I should be doing, what comes very instinctively to me uh, is work. I am so passionate about what I do from talking about periods to wanting to build community around the cause to loving the business that I'm working on. It's just this flow state, right? You get into this flow state where it just comes naturally and it's taken me a lot to, I think, do a lot of unlearning and learning and trying to have myself really trust that work instinct but that flow state is where I can escape from my emotion. This show is part of the Pro-Democracy Podcast Coalition. I think most of us agree that in a functioning democracy, the winner should be determined by the voters. Well, that almost didn't happen in 2020. Now, extremists are working to intimidate and replace nonpartisan election workers with quote-unquote yes-men who might reject election results. The only thing that will stop them is us. We partnered with the grassroots pro-democracy organization, Represent Us, to give you the tools you need to protect free and fair elections. Learn more and get involved. Visit represent.us slash pod to learn more. Where the depression shows up is when I close my laptop at night, when I suddenly have no more meetings during the day. And I think one of the things I was reflecting on is one of my My red flags when I'm hitting kind of a depressed episode is I will calendar out myself in every possible way. So, for like the last week or so, I've booked myself with 20 to 30 phone calls a day back to back every 30 minutes. And then I work from maybe 11 p.m. when my last call ends all the way until like 1 or 1 a.m., right? And then I, you know, pop the sleeping med that I was prescribed for my insomnia and then I'm asleep. And Every therapist that I've talked to in the last year, like they really try to push me to have this way of seeing those yellow flags and being like, okay, what is it? What is it that is causing this? And how can I kind of get ahead of it? And so that's why, honestly, another reason why I'm super excited for this outlet to talk, because I think that this is one of the only ways that I'm going to be able to literally force myself to sit down and just reflect. So how do I deal with it? I want to kind of end it on more of a solution, looking up towards the sky to brighter days. So for me, I woke up this morning, I felt just, if I could describe how I felt this morning, it was just like inadequate. And I know from a self-accountability thing that I've learned over the last year and so is that when I am wanting to work but I feel inadequate, I am not allowed to work. I do not let myself work. And a lot of that is because I think that that is where I become not the most thoughtful leader I can be when I'm working because I feel like I need to prove my own worth to myself rather than leading from a place of love. So kind of one of the barriers I put around myself is, I can do busy work that's more just on my own, that is catching up with more admin things, you know, catching up on emails and just replying to them, not actually doing outbound. So that was my one rule. Okay, let me figure out what is happening in my head or just try to bring myself back to like being in the present moment. Because I do have complex PTSD with like depersonalization, which truly means that. I feel like I'm watching a movie sometimes, like that's how zoned out I get when I am in these episodes. Um, And so basically woke up this morning, very important to keep up with my routine of like self-care, washing my face, brushing my teeth right when I get out of bed. It's these small things that really mean a lot, right? You know, waking up, doing a lot of crocheting, just trying to both keep myself busy, but not keep myself busy with the wrong thing. So keeping myself busy with crocheting, with cooking, with making some food, with um, brewing some tea, with journaling, with um, doing some stretching, and of course, working out. Working out for me is something that no matter what I try from all of these different modes of mindfulness, and, fi- mindfulness, and everything. The thing that helps me the most get back into my body is fitness. When I'm able to just kind of tune out to music that I really vibe with, work out, and I think because I start feeling sensations in my body from sweating or from feeling sore when I'm on the stair stepper and the machine says, you've climbed the Empire State Building, like things like that. When I'm able to work out, it really does become this, you know, this healthier flow state, right? And I limit myself to only working out for about an hour because of body image stuff. Like that is sort of my happy place. So to me, that was basically my day today. And it was really hard because I am still trying to unwire my brain from equating like work to self worth. And so because I didn't work too much, like I did have this confusing, like, oh my gosh, am I useless? you know, piece of shit, like, and no, I know that, like I can say that, but that's really how I feel sometimes. But because I'm trying to be more accountable to myself, I really tried to make myself work as little as possible. It's a holiday. It's a day that I'm reflecting a lot on service and what my role is in the world. I took care of myself in every way that I could. Do I feel a little bit better than this morning? Yeah, a little bit. Do I know what I'm feeling? No, not really. Am I still trying to get back into my body and get past this deep PTSD, depersonalization and just trying to feel really present? Yeah, I'm I'm still working through that. And as we know that this episode doesn't just go away, but I will say even just from talking about it out loud, like I think that this is the most I've processed all day because even when I work out, I just sort of zone out, it's because comes this flow state I don't know, I do I do, I do. do have a bigger, more genuine smile on my face. So I don't know, in these 15 minutes, I've gotten really excited about this, and I don't really think I'm going to edit this. I kind of just want to put it out there in the world, and I don't want to make anyone who listens to this sad, but I do hope that this maybe helps you in some way, because I think that sometimes when I look at social media and I look at all of these female founders or... You know, young organizers, and even people who do talk about mental health. I think a lot of the like quote-unquote mental health act advocates online talk about it from the perspective of like, oh, I was sad and now everything is better now. But this is how I feel. I do not know what I'm doing most of the time. I am so terrified most of the time. But I create these narratives in my head that keep me going. For example, when I feel scared and I'm not sure what I'm doing, I say, that's because I don't really know what I'm doing, but nobody really knows what they're doing. And for people who have more expertise in this area or field of work, let me go try to learn from them. Let me go shadow with them. Let me go have a conversation with them. Let me bring them in as advisors or investors. And when I'm feeling sad or not even sad, again, feeling like blank, let me just go try to figure this out. Let me go work out. Let me go do these coping mechanisms that may just help me be more present. So all that to say, I'm still a work in progress and I don't know if anyone will listen to this, but I hope that you know that if you feel this way too, you're not alone. And for me at least, depressive episodes comes in waves and something I'll talk about At some future time is around mood swings, which is like inherently part of my BPD borderline personality disorder, which is a whole new thing that I'm learning about. But yeah, so I have no idea where I went with this conversation. Again, I'm just gonna be talking, and my I guess ADHD as they call it is a little all over the place. But thank you for bearing with me. And I haven't really come up with a name yet, but actually. The name that I have really been excited about is Tigris because my Chinese zodiac, zodiac sign is tiger, um, is a tiger. And for me, Tigris is just this sort of fierce, bold, you know, woman that I'm trying to become or be. And also at the same time, Kung Fu Panda, if you've ever watched that movie, Tigress was always my favorite character. I always thought she was like sexy and fierce and really about the work and still developing that empathy, which I think I kind of relate to because I've been so focused on work and I'm still kind of trying to understand my own heart. Um, But yeah, thank you so much. And I hope to talk to you soon if I ever actually publish this.